Welcome to Any Given Fun Day. To be honest with you guys, I don't know if we're still sponsored, brought to you by Manscaped or not, but <laughs> brought to you by Manscaped, home of the beard uh, hedger. Haven't heard from him. Hopefully we do. Hey, fuck it. If we don't, we're still going to run. <laughs> yep. But uh, Joey Haas, Ray Ostrow, Kobe Breckner, Tuesday night. Coming out on a Wednesday. It's getting fucking edited tonight now. But, uh, wow. Wow. Um, lots to talk about, everybody. Uh, hope you uh having a great week so far. Hope everything's going well. Uh, but there is a lot to unravel here. And it starts with... Mind it, I I seriously think I have a new fandom, I do, and it's not a new fandom; it's a brought back fandom. Yeah. Um, courtesy of my friend, uh, my pal here, Ray Ostrout. Uh, Ray, this is where we're starting. This is how we're setting the fucking tone. Um, dude, the WWE is where it's at. Man. You know, I was sitting at work today. And right? I just want to say thank you. Hey, no. Th- first of all, we got to thank Shake, our guy Shake, Nick Baker. He was the one who brought me back to a, a live event when it came to Albany, you know. And I was kind of sitting there, and I was like, ah, it's got to be stupid now. There's not as many good wrestlers in. And, you know, I came back literally at the perfect time. All the storylines were starting to heat up. Everything started to get good. They just came out of the, the PG area, uh, started going back to the PG-13 era. Um, so they got a little bit more, you know, less kid-friendly with Vince McMahon leaving and Triple H stepping in. And, yeah, uh, I was sitting at work today, man, and, you know, I was sitting there writing up what I was thinking about doing for today's podcast, as, as I usually try to do every um, every Tuesday. And then I get a text message from you on what you want to do today. And the first thing, I, I almost skipped it, because I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, like, I was just going to skim through it quick, I was at work. And then I went back and I said, what the fuck did that just say? I said... Joey Haas wants to talk about the WWE and his fandom. And I was like, wow. I was like, this has been crazy how me and you have both come back and just kind of gotten on this train. You know what it is, man? You know what it is, though, right? Because I've I've really been trying to put some thought into it. I don't have a lot of space for thought right now. I really can't tell you though why I stopped. But why but but it's like, why do you why do you like the WWE? Like, why are you back into it? I'll tell you why. Right, because they make stories that are yeah. so compelling, right? And it's like they know exactly what you want to see, right? If you want to see, right, the biggest names, it we'll we'll draw an equivalent, okay? That might be the best way to go about this. The equivalent of uh, uh like in a like a WrestleMania event or something, right? Or like a big whatever it is, uh, SummerSlam, yeah, right? Whatever you want to call it. Um, whatever the event may be, is like the equivalent of watching a playoff series that you drew up in your head, right? The Clippers and the Lakers in 2019. Yeah, well, it's going to be like WrestleMania this year. Right? So what it is is in in, in real sports, right? Because it, it, wrestling is, is not real. Like, you know, it's not. It's real, it's but staged, it's scripted. Right, it's, it's scripted and staged, whatever. But what it is is. You, it, we have those matchups that we want to see, right? In football, oh, everybody wanted to see the Bills and the Chiefs again in the, in the it, you know, in the it, whatever in the AFC Championship. Uh, people wanted to see the Lakers and the Celtics, right? Bring back the old rivalry, right? But there's also in, in real sports that stuff doesn't happen, right? You don't year. get those stories. The thing with wrestling is if you want to see <laughs> DX and you want to see Kane and the Undertaker and you want to see them go. And you want happen. it to be entertaining, it's going to happen. Yeah, and, and that is why. is because the predictability is there, 
but you actually get to follow through with it, and it gives you that like that high, that energy where you're like, yeah, well, I want to watch this fight. And the one thing, so it, for people who are sitting there like, what the fuck are these idiots talking about? I'm telling you right now, even if you've known absolutely nothing about wrestling, go on to WWE, like on to WWE's YouTube and watch the history, of, the story of the bloodline. It is an hour-long series, right, that kind of gets you up to pretty much the Royal Rumble. And then all you have to go do is watch the end, the final match at the Royal Rumble and the final match at the Elimination Chamber, and you're going to be sitting there crying. Your and you could give out. two fucks who it is. is. No, no, because like literally, so Roman Reigns is the head of the bloodline, head of the table, and all the guys who have like the fucking Samoan uh, right, tattoos yeah. on them are all related to him, Jay, Jimmy, um, Solo Sokoa, and then there's Paul Heyman who's been around the WWE for fucking 50 years. What about, uh, what was the other guy? Was it like Maluga or something? Umaga. 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 Like, Umaga's related to them. Umaga's the Rock, an OG. Yeah, the Rock See, Umaga, is, the Rock Umaga is, yeah. Umaga used to roll with the big show. Yeah, the, the Rock day. is related to them. Rikishi's related to them. Like, they're all cousins. Right. Like, they're all from the islands of Samoa. Right, and, they're all gang. And yeah, related. I got you. I got so, you. We're there. And then Sami Zayn, basically this, this you know, Canadian guy, comes in and becomes the honorary guy to the, to the family, gets his way in. Um, and then all of a sudden he like just recently starts to you know break it up and try and do it, and then goes back to his home uh, hometown of Montreal to try and win the title belts from Roman Reigns, and um, unfortunately didn't eliminate. Don't, don't lose sorry me to, here. Don't lose me here. Sorry, sorry to spoil it for everybody, but you know I'm not. I'm guaranteeing ninety percent of you listening aren't going to go fully watch it, no. but um, just know that the story is there, and if you want to pick up from where we are right now, we are on the road to WrestleMania. When WrestleMania goes Hollywood on April 1st and April 2nd, live. From Hollywood, California. <laughs> and it's going to be electric. Two nights. Two titles. Let me ask you something. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi. Uh, are, are, you, are you a supporter of uh, the, the U.S., uh, the, the, the military? Why, yes, I am. Uh, how about how about the Marine Corps? Of course. Good. Because a former Marine needs your help. And it's a John Cena. <laughs> That's all I'm going to leave it at. If you haven't, if you don't tune in to some W, it, right? It gives you, um, what's the, what's it, dopamine? Yeah. It gives you dopamine. Let me tell you what. It releases it. Edge is still wrestling. And every time that man's theme song comes on and it says, you think you know me, I jump out of my seat and start fucking headbutting my wall. It's yeah. every time. It's electric. It's great. Um, but that's where I wanted to. I, I needed to set the tone yeah. with that right there. Yeah. Right. No, but I'm glad because like, you know, sometimes you, you get into a hobby and I felt like that's what it kind of was in high school, too, because all of us used to actually like go to a buddy's house for WrestleMania and we'd all chip in 10 bucks and watch the pay-per-view because it used to be 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. Now you just get it on Peacock and you get all the all the shit for free. Right. For, you know, 10 bucks a month, um, which is a way better deal. I used to beg my mom for $60 for Armageddon back in 2008 when Jeff Hardy won the fucking, his first ever WWE championship at Armageddon in a triple threat match against, who was it? Uh, I think it was Edge and Triple H. Great, great matchup. But, great matchup. Yeah, you know how you used to just feel like the kind of the eye. I think out we've for both gotten it? each other into things. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's just come with us getting to know each other more. But you know, you know what I mean. Where you used to feel like the odd kid yeah. out for liking wrestling yeah. or liking stuff that not everybody liked. Yeah, dude, wrestling is probably one of the most commonly liked things in the world. Like that's they, great. They said that the All Star Game highest clip had two million views. The highest clip from Elimination Chamber 
had five million. There you go. On Twitter. Oh, it's Twitter. great, dude. It's so. It's hey. just so electric. It's crazy to hear that. Stuff. I don't know. I don't know if. I don't really know what I've gotten you into. I feel like you've gotten me into more things than I've gotten you into, to be honest with you. Um, off the top of my head, I couldn't fucking tell you. Yeah, it's okay. But I'm also an idiot. It's okay. Um, <laughs> It'll come to me in about 45 minutes. That's fine. So, next up on the agenda here. So, we're just past uh, All-Star Weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, Waking up yesterday morning, right? Monday morning, it, it would be. Mm. Like, everybody was just throwing mad shade, all right? And me and Kobe had this conversation last night. And this is where we'll start the conversation. And then we'll take it into, like... And I want to hear from from both of you guys on this one, too. On, like, what things we could do, right? Some su- Some suggestions to how to make All-Star Weekend better going forward, right? Because clearly, it's not, it's not cutting it. And... The first thing was the ridiculous comment from Shea Gilgis. That was that's first and foremost, right? I just think that was you. You saw what he said. You no, know, money. I, I mean, I saw that like a lot of people were were clowning it, and even like the they were just like, oh, you know, why aren't you play? You know, why aren't you guys really playing or anything? And Shea Gilgis comes out and says money talks, and I was like, I, I'm a bit like I like Shea Gilgis because he's usually like very humbled guy. Like you know, he only plays for OKC. It's like okay, you know, when you play for one of those like low key franchises, you're like okay. Then he says money talks, and it's like me and Kobe had the conversation a little bit last night. It's like, dude, these guys are the 1% of the 1% when it comes to bread, right? And they have everything that you could possibly want, right? So when somebody says money talks, that really just ticks me off. The the only other thing to like kind of counter that and, and come from his perspective of what he was trying to say was the fact that obviously he's still a young player. Say he goes out and tears an ACL in the All Star game, right? And. He's not able to come back and be the same player that he was. He might be thinking about that next contract. I don't know what kind of contract he's currently on right now. Um, but he's, he's still, a, he's still, I think he's on a fat deal. He, well, yeah, but I'm saying that even, you know, we've seen celebrities blow through money in their 10 year career of the NBA. You still have, you know, 40, 50, 60 possible years left of your life on that. And some players just don't know how to save money. You know, I mean, it is what it is, but. I won't get into the tiff. I just wanted to mention it. I don't want to get into it. No, I mean, I think that money would would definitely help in general incentivize players to to want to at least participate in like the slam dunk contest and everything like that. Dude, it's just not saying it's right, but it's so greedy. Oh, and like, yeah, dude, these guys have everything that they could ever want. And for somebody else, like. You, you know what you know what I mean? And like I get it, that's their job, right? And we talked about this too. And like we talked about, you know, it's their job, right? They make money, they work hard. But like we go out and bust our balls, right, at our full time jobs to make a fucking gajillionth of what they make. You know what I mean? And these guys go out there and play basketball. Yeah, but we're not also putting our body on the lines and if we get hurt, our work puts us in a spot fair. where you know what I mean? Fair. So it's like but at the same time it is a little bit different. We can get we're getting four hundred one Ks and pensions and, and other benefits that they probably I mean they might have. I don't know what their, you know, health insurance is. I get it. it is. Like, I get well. both sides. But I also know that five years, hundred and Shea Gilgis is on a five year hundred and seventy nine million dollar contract with an average of 35 almost 36 million dollars a year yeah no i I get i'm not saying that it's it's comparable i'm just saying that to the fact of them putting their bodies on the line more 
than me or you sitting at a desk and entertaining people and bringing in revenue or whatever the case is. And that that that's really what he means. Like money does talk. If you are a salesperson and you are the top fucking 0.1% of your company, you're going to be bringing in bread and not putting yourself in the line. You know what I mean? Like, And you're able to do whatever the fuck you want, pretty much. I, don't know, I guess it's the, all perspective. Yeah, 100%. And, the, and for the NBA, I just think that as far as the players go, I also do think that Stephen A, I don't know if you saw what he said about LeBron having Yeah, and, then, a, and let's jump into that. Let's try and get off that boat. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to at least mention it. But yeah, go ahead. Um, Stephen A saying basically that you know LeBron's at fault for the dunk contest being ruined because back when he was in his prime, he kind of made it out like, oh... There was times where we were kind of like, okay, he's finally going to do it this year. And then it kind of just fizzled out. He never did it. And it felt like it kind of ruined it in a sense of all the guys that you wanted to see. Like Jordan did it. Vince Carter was doing it. You know, all all the guys that... Good players were doing it, right? The best dunkers, right? Like, you don't look at the NBA and think, you know, no disrespect to those guys, but like Kenyon Martin Jr. is like the best dunker in the league. You know, you don't look at it and say, Jer- like, Jericho Sims is just a big fucking dude. Mac McClung put on a great show, not to, you know, shade out what he did for his size and what he's done. That's something that more of like what I would want to see, right? Right. Which one is it, though, that these people are saying? Because people, there's the side of, of Twitter and Instagram and TikTok that says Mac McClung saved the dunk contest. And then there's the other side that says that, like, Stephen A and says that, that, you know, it's ruined. First off, my first thing is. LeBron didn't ruin anything. LeBron isn't everybody else, right? LeBron is him. No, but LeBron he, didn't but want he, to do he it. He is the person that a lot of the NBA looked That's up fair. to. That's fair. And Cope said the same thing. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, right? If I say to you guys, right? Hey guys, I'm not I'm not going and, and doing the dunk contest. Go do it though. Like I get that you like you know because did like, he ever come out and say he wanted to do it though? What? He ever come out and say, like, everybody else? I felt like he kind of came out and said, like, no, I don't want to do it. You guys, like, it's up to you if you want to do it. But right. he was never, like, an advocate for the dunk contest. Right. But that's the thing is, like, because just because LeBron James doesn't want to do the dunk contest doesn't mean he ruined the dunk contest. LeBron just didn't want to do the dunk contest. Like, that's all. But he shouldn't get shaded for that. I mean, to, to a point, LeBron James, if LeBron James did do the dunk contest at some point in his career... Then it would we would have seen Zion. We 100%. would have seen other players follow in suit and want to be and like him. Fa- I, when you dude, talk I agree. To, when you I agree. Talk, and they did a thing at All-Star Weekend when they did press conferences before the All-Star game. And 70 to 80% of the guys who answered what their four dunk contests would want to look like of all time, 90% of them had LeBron James in it. Dude, 100% agree. But like at the end of the day, if LeBron didn't want to do it, it shouldn't. All these other NBA players shouldn't be influenced by it. Like... You know what I mean? It's it's like almost like they're they're following like LeBron's rules. Like LeBron didn't say like don't do the dunk contest. No, he just said, "Yo, LeBron. I don't want to do the dunk contest. It's not, it's not his, his fault." Rules. It's, it's look at MJ. MJ did it, and other people like Vince Carter stepped up and wanted to do it because they, they wanted, wanted to be like Mike. People in this generation, as much as like LeBron gets shit from so many fucking people that he's this cruel, per- like not cruel, but like. He's hated, right? A lot of people fucking hate LeBron James. I'm guessing a lot more than people hated Michael Jordan. That's fair. Across the league, LeBron is probably one of the more respected players in the fucking game across the league. 100%. And I think that that speaks volumes to guys like John Morant, 
guys like Zion, we heard Zion might possibly be interested in doing it next year if he's ever fucking healthy. But, like, think of the better dunkers in the league. Like, I would love to see Jalen Brown in it. I would love to see Jalen Brown, John Morant, Zion, and even, like, McClung come back and try and defend it. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a lot more... I, I would just be so much more intrigued to sit there and watch it, knowing that, you know, the, the big it. names I are there. It. And I feel like that these guys want to continue the legacies that other people made. And what legacy has LeBron left? Le- LeBron has just left the fact that he's been a completely dominant player in the regular and the I postseason. Get it. I get it. Went to a bunch of cha- championships and won a few of them. And, and I feel like that that's more of the model of not doing something that's not going to really get you anywhere in your career, speak volumes about your career, which is, I feel like where LeBron kind of took it that yeah, MJ did it, but he's like, okay, I don't want to go be like MJ. I want to create my own, my own path. Exactly. And, 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 and to that, the last thing I'll say, because then we'll just, we'll just keep going back and forth on it. It's like, every guy should be their own. And I just feel like LeBron, it's not LeBron's fault. If you want to go do the dunk contest, go do the dunk contest. But like, there's no, he didn't create a stigma. That's all. Like you should just be your own. If you if you want to go do the dunk contest, go do it. If you don't want to, then don't do it. Maybe all the guys just don't want to do it. Nobody ruined the dunk contest though. Like if you there's guys that want to do the dunk contest, they go do it. Like I get LeBron didn't do it, but it's not his fault. I think a lot of it's people, not his fault. I think a lot of people didn't want to do it though because LeBron James didn't do it. And and, and, and I don't disagree. Yeah, but like that's not his fault. Like, he didn't, it's not like, oh, yeah, LeBron, you didn't do the dunk contest. He knows what his value is to the NBA, though, and what and what kind of impact and what kind of, like, role he sets and what kind of mantra he sets across the league. He knows his value. He's shown it before, right? Like, he, he knows where he stands across the league and how much impact he has on other people's decisions. It's not like he's sitting there, Joe, and he's like, oh, well, I don't know how this is going to affect everybody else. I'm going to go make a decision based on myself. Like I'm not saying he shouldn't. He should have just done it just because everybody wanted to see him do it. But at least go and embrace it. He never went and embraced the dunk contest. He always went and kind of like said, "Nah, it's not worth my time." Type shit. And then that put the dunk contest into a fucking spiral of people saying, "I LeBron James doesn't want to do the dunk contest, and it's not worth his time. Why is it worth mine?" That's I get. I get both sides of it. I just feel like. I'm not saying it's directly his I fault, know, but he had a lot. To, he had a very big impact. On, he had an impact on, on that. It. It's not his fault. Impact, yes. Impact wise, hundred and fifty percent. I totally agree. LeBron James not doing it influenced everybody else to not do it. Yes. But because LeBron, it's not. It's not his fault, right? No. You know what I mean. Um, so other things, right? How, what are other things that we could do to make All Star Weekend better? I think. I think Kobe had the best one. What is it? Kobe, you said the other day, what was it, a one-on-one tournament? I think a one-on-one tournament would be fire. Yeah, I think one-on-one, three-on-three, round-robin stuff, any any of that form uh, of play I think would be a lot of fun to watch. And um, I think we also said it best, too. To just take out the fucking skills challenge What's, in um, general and make and yeah. like I said, make it instead of making it like a three v three time clock thing, make it a three v three tournament. What is a what's a man? What's the what's the one where like you play one on one and then whoever makes it stays on? Is that knockout? No, 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 no. Mana, um, mana. Oh, uh, king of the court. King of the court. King of the court. I court think a round of king of the court would be electric. Yeah, that would be cool too. Right. Having like a guy, like all the all-stars line up and, you know, it, you start off with the two captains, right? The two captains started off or like the last era, maybe it's, right. And then they set the tone and then you just keep going through, or you start with the two worst guys, right? Like whoever the two like 
least voted in all stars are, right? And then you work your way to eventually getting a match. Like you see how far the the, the worst guy can yeah. get, and then he gets this far, and then and then the next guy comes in or whatever. But then you you end with, you know, the two the two captains, right? And the two captains would be you know LeBron and Giannis, and Giannis takes down one of the guys that was in like fifth, right? And then it sets up the, who's the king of the court, LeBron or Giannis, right? Like that would be bangers. That'd be great. I also think too the well horse horse would be fun as like a little skilly thing. I think like yeah, but as like your main event. What's your main we're, event? We're, we're it's not the All Star game. We're watching fucking horse in the All Star game. Yeah, with the type of shots we're watching. I mean, Damian Lillard and Donovan Mitchell are taking half court shots. You know, what I mean, it's like yeah, I get the uh, the eye of entertainment, want to impress people, and like yeah, it's cool to see it every once in a while. But it's like. Seeing it eight times up and down the fucking floor, it's like, okay, like we're airballing 90, 90% of these. Like, you know, um, I think they were trying to fill a void without Steph being there this year. I will say that because we didn't I think see- Dame Lillard. <laughs> I think Dame Lillard is a dog. I think that's right. I he have just never doubted that. <laughs> he's just a dog and he's just like, fuck this. I'm going to start yucking. Yeah. I get they were trying to f- fill him. What? Jason Tatum put up. Oh, Jason Tatum. I mean, he put up 55 on like. 65 percent but i mean like the 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 shot selection from dame oh dame is just like fuck this like i'm I'm the better shooter wing also i think the one thing for me that needs to change is they need to make it earlier in the year oh yeah we have 20 earlier in the year earlier in the night my ass was ready for bed by halftime well yeah literally uh, that's just because of how how little competition there is when are we ever going to see 190 Point to one. Oh no! I'm just saying, like, like, why can't you make the game at six thirty? Why does it got to be because at eight thirty? No one, no one really watches it. You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't think if it got earlier, if it was put earlier, more people would watch it. I think that the fact that you know it's been at the same time the whole time. I think we go back to East West. I think we have a cash. I think we have a cash or something incentive. Or something along the lines of making it worthy towards the NBA yeah. championship, where it Home matters. Court advantage. That's what everybody yeah, said. Yeah, where it fucking matters. Home like, court advantage. And then you put the All Star game yeah. like a month or two earlier. We are twenty games left in the season, and none of these guys want to go out there and and fucking tear an ACL or tweak an ankle and miss the first round of the like, playoffs. Like Giannis, because of the the two captains get fucking injured in the game. Like, what are the odds of that? And then I, I know that Giannis was dealing with something a little bit before. So the fact that they knew that and then they still didn't bring in a reserve knowing that he was going to play zero fucking minutes and no one else did kind of pissed me off. Like, he could have still been a captain and they could have just added. They said it could have said, OK, Giannis, you get the first two picks and LeBron, you get something in return. You know what I mean? Or Giannis, you get the first two reserves. Do you think the game should? I think the game should just be done. I don't think they should even play the game anymore. No, it was fun for I, one year. I don't it was think fun the only it. the one year when they had like the Elam ending, and I'm going with that sort of was was the Elam, but where they where they went to a certain score. Do you think that the Pro Bowl should keep going? The Pro Bowl's done. It's clips. It's over. It's flag football. Yeah, but they're still playing. Like there's right, still, they're still pl- there's still yeah, something to support the NBA. All well, that's what I'm saying. Is so I what think what would you do? There's no touch fucking basketball. Like I said, one, <laughs> a, a king of the court. One of those games that we said. No, I don't think that's enough. I I think I, I think the, the if you whole replace point, the whole point of All Star Weekend for me, like the reason why the Pro Bowl is so unsuccessful is because there's nowhere else to put it in the middle of the season for NFL, and there's no way to go around being soft in the sport, right? Like MLB, it's not a contact fucking sport. Right, you're just playing. You're throwing. You're, you're seeing Jacob Degrom versus you know matchups you usually see during the season, but like 
you know, you're seeing stacked team against stacked team, and those games are usually like four to two, three to one, two to zero games because you have the best pitchers and the best hitters in the league. And that's like what I want to watch. I want to watch that, and these guys go 100 percent go all out. Um, another thing I saw someone say too was make it on a fucking street ball court outside, like uh, like go to the like uh, the ruck or something like that. Making like an outdoor event, huh? Which I thought would be kind of interesting. It, I, the only thing that I personally, the only thing that's gonna make it worth it for me is like I think like a bunch of mini games is better than playing one game. I do just because I, I feel just, like I, I just don't get why we don't see defense. I just don't understand it. We're just never gonna see defense. So like even if we raise, what do we have to do? Pay these guys to to come play in the All Star game now? Like play, pay them more. Like pay them, you know, whatever X amount of but dollars to play, the, a, play a basketball game. I, I think no, we shouldn't. But if it comes to that, no. fucking send these guys to the moon and no, go ask, never. go ask twelve rookies to come play their hearts out. I don't support it because I'll watch that. I don't support it. I'll fucking watch it. I want to watch people. I want to watch guys who are competitive and who are good because, like, even if I have like Jalen Green. SGA, you know, whoever you want to say, the younger guys in the fucking league, like, Darren Fox didn't even get a bucket. He got one shot in the fucking game. You know what I mean? Like, no one is... And that, and that's another thing, too, is if these guys don't want to come... Luca, I, I watched the game because I wanted to watch Luca fucking go off and do some crazy shit. My man took five shots and played eight minutes. Like, I was just so disappointed in the whole game overall that it's like, man, if you don't want to fucking be there, just don't. Give right, right, right. None of them wanted to be there, though. I don't think that's true. The only Jason guys Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving. Well, they want to be, yes. They okay, were all no, going hard that. as fuck. I love that. I love that. And that's what I mean. Why doesn't everyone but want once that? You get, once that you want? get to a certain level, or like once you, like I feel like. LeBron was going hard before he got hurt. I don't know. I just, I I don't support the All-Star game uh, trying to pay these guys more. I don't support that. I support a bu- like a bunch of mini games. I think the skills contest needs to go back to. Something different because that skills challenge is like like that's something that us three could go do. And like you know what I mean? Like we could go do that. I'd rather watch there's Dave, no skill in that. I'd rather watch David Lee and Anderson Bearsow paint dry walls. I'd rather watch Ray Osterhout try and put it through his legs four times and then do a, a crossover, you know, spin jab in the in the fucking in the post. What? You don't think I can do that? I'm just saying. I'd rather watch that. <laughs> that's what I'd rather see. That's more entertaining. That's a WWE. <laughs> but that's All Star Weekend. It's over. I, I I would be very surprised if there wasn't changes made to that. I'd be very surprised. Well, the other thing too is remember when we talked about the ratings on what was it? Uh, it's all about Christmas, the ratings. Christmas Day. Well, that's it. Really is. I know because the NFL fucking killed the NBA on Christmas Day. And how long have we had the NFL on Christmas? Not that many years, I don't I think, right? No, NFL on Christmas? Yeah. Wasn't this the first year? Uh, it might have been the first or the second. I feel like it might have been last year, I think this is the first too. year. Either, either way, I know it hasn't been a very long time. And they... Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. I think it was just... I think they were going to do it regardless. So like, they, it could have been the Christmas. Well, they're trying to put Wednesday. NFL on any day they possibly yeah. can at this point. But that's just because they always get ratings. Like, they do. And you look at the NBA, how long has the NBA been on Christmas Day? I felt like when I used to think of Christmas, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting hyped for the NBA games, right? And now I feel like that, I don't know if that's just gone down because I've watched less or what, but the ratings are, it was like eight times more towards the NFL than it was towards the NBA. And when these guys are getting less ratings, you can't expect to be getting more and more and more money. 
right? Because I feel like even the NFL salaries, comparatively to the quarterback, like it's really just the quarterbacks are in a tier of their own. You have wide receivers are 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 significant amount under them, and then running backs are under them, and then it goes tight ends and like the rest of the players in the league. You have some high defensive players, but not a lot that are getting a ton paid, and then. You know, the, it, it just seems like the, the gap is there, and I feel like the NBA doesn't realize it yet or want to accept it. You lost me for a second. I'm not going to lie. Um, Why? He actually described the um, sports card market, the football uh, sports card market. Where did I oh, you guys, you guys completely lost me now. Well, I looked down for a second, and I just I lost you for like 10 <laughs> seconds, and I tried to get back into it, and I was gone. No, basically I was just saying that the NBA players are asking for more and more money, when the and we don't see the NFL complaining about the Pro Bowl not giving them any money for what they do. Yeah, yeah. They're, and their ratings oh, bro, are 10 times last, more. Last thing I'm going to say is NBA players are the greediest players, no doubt. Greediest. Not baseball players, NBA players, because their contracts are significantly shorter, and they, they, they demand $40 million. Like it's like it's forty mil. Who else did that? No, we're gonna get there. Don't you worry. Um, staying on the NBA though, a couple other things. Uh, Clippers, Clippers add Russ. Said they want to make him the starting point guard at some point. Love the move. Don't know about you guys. I think it's a great move. I think Russell Westbrook going out there and potentially winning a chip with this Clippers team because I think this is probably the best chance that they've had yet mm-hmm. uh, would be a big fuck you, not only to the teams that let them go, right, the Wizards, the Lakers, uh, but it'd be a big fuck you to the NBA, right? Because everybody writes off Russell Westbrook. I think he's just a dog, and, you know, you just need to let him play his, his game. And Russell Westbrook to the Clippers, golden move. Give it to me, baby. I think with Washington, we had the rest of his career and what he what he did before he went to the Lakers – he was always still Mr. Triple-Double, right? No matter where he's he was. He's still Mr. Triple-Double. No, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that with, no, the, no, Lakers, I get what you mean, but with like, the Lakers, he, he just took a He didn't trend. have a chance. Not even that. He, he didn't have a role. Right. He, there was no they, – they brought him in like, okay, we're going to just bring in Russ to bring his name's Russ. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, right. but we don't know what the fuck we're going to do But we're just going to let him – yeah, we're, but, but like, it's still LeBron and AD's team, but here's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and when you have two guys that are as ball-dominant, like Paul George and Kawhi are both ball-dominant, but we've – Dude, I watched them play the other night, and my guy Norman Powell is getting buckets due to PG and Kawhi being in one-on-one Dude, situations. Dude, and they like, also said, too, like, Kawhi and PG literally said, we need a guy who can push the pace. Like, yeah. that's why they went and got Russell Westbrook. They didn't get Russell Westbrook because they were like, oh, fuck it. Russell's on the market. I, They're not the Lakers. Because the, the, the Clippers could have easily went out and got Pat Bev, who was a part of this team before played with all those guys, and they were like, no, we want Westbrook because he pushes the pace, and he serves a purpose on their basketball team. Great move. Great move. I think he'll work well with Ty Lue. I think he'll work very well with PG and Kawhi. I, the the one thing that I, I think he might struggle with, like I feel like Russ still believes that he's a top-tier point guard. I uh, still I, think with the right things, he can be a good point guard. Not a top. Uh, yes, he yes. Can't, but he's not. No. He's also. He's also not in the. In he. He doesn't he, like. He, he's playing for teams where he's not the, the. He doesn't have to be the best scorer. But he doesn't think that. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why. Well, no, he understood that with the Lakers. He understood that. Come on. What? That's. Oh, that's your point. That's my point. That's your point. That's his point. Hey, hey, that's his point. Um, 
No, but seriously, I think that Russ still believes he's a 30, 15, and 8 guy. I truly believe that. He was on the Wizards at the end of that run, though. But the, we're talking about the Wizards with fucking KP and Kuzma versus PG and Kawhi. Right, right, right. You can't think the same. But the thing, but the thing is, is he ha- he has the ability. I'm he not just, saying he doesn't have the ability. He just he thinks that he forty shots. He yeah. just thinks that he he has to do that still, and he doesn't. He doesn't have to do that anymore. <laughs> he's that, got better players. That's on his what team. the problem is going to be, though. I think he's going to be fine. I think I do. The think Lakers, lo- the Lakers humbled him, bro, big time. Yes, bro. Yes. You think they humbled him? Oh yeah. I mean, bro, they literally, they basically almost kicked him off the basketball team like twice. <sighs> yeah, they were like, you think, you think Russell Westbrook think didn't go Russell through a point Westbrook. where he was like, wow, maybe I do really fucking. Did you see how happy he was in the fucking car to get picked up by the Clippers and go try and kick the Lakers fucking ass? He hasn't been humbled. I'm saying it's Russ. they made him feel like an asshole. Like they made him, they degraded him. Yeah, and there, he was probably like, yeah, fuck them. He wasn't like, oh, wow, what was me? I need to change no, my fucking lifestyle. No, when I, I say humbled, basketball. I just mean like he, he got a slap in the face, like a reality slap. And guess what? Ty Lue's going to say, go push the pace, and he's going to be like, fuck, clang, clang, clang. No, he's, clang, not, no, clang. he's not. No, he's not, bro. Oh, let me show you the picture that Denial sent me today. I almost fucking lost it. Oh, fucking hey. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't think we can show this one. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> While you show the picture, Paul George in the All-Star game cost me a lot of money, man. You bet on it? Oh, that bastard. Oh, I didn't know you did. You just asked me if I bet on it. That I didn't bastard. know you bet on it. Damn it, I was Paul George. About it. He told me about 30 minutes earlier, nah, I'm not touching that game. Wait, what, what was Paul George's points? It's like 20 or 18 or something? 12. 12? 12? And he had nine and shot like he was zero for nine from three, wasn't he? Yeah, he literally shot like twenty times. Mm-hmm. If I can find these got these darn tootin' stats, man, I darn tootin'. <laughs> I'll have a root. Paul George. <laughs> oh, dude, he stunk so bad, bro. Hang on, just to just to really put the icing on the cake, and then I I got some other stuff that I. Damn it. I mean, I really did look at LeBron's team, though, after he drafted, and I was like, wow, this is super unfair. Mm-hmm. But I, What did I but tell knowing, you? But, but, knowing, but knowing that Giannis this, picked bro. players that he knew were going to want to play in the All-Star game, that was the difference. Instead of picking the best players that were there. Because Jokic, Jokic, I don't think, ran more than a mile and a half per hour on the court. Joel Embiid, same thing. Luka didn't try. Like you look at all of their sh- Jared Jackson played like oh, you six lucky minutes. Son of a, like you like Giannis got the hometown guy. You got Jason Tatum who always wants to get buckets. You got Donovan oh. Mitchell who always wants to get buckets. You got Dame Dalla who wants to fucking just all the time. All George four of thirteen, zero of nine from three. Yeah, he that played bad. Mother- the only person to play bad in an open shootout. <laughs> Like there was points where I was just like, "Oh my God, Paul Joe!" Like every time I was like, "Dude, yeah, this is this is crazy." Um, but let me ask you this before we move on. Yeah, one, do the Clippers now have the deepest roster in the NBA? And two, can they win a championship? I would have to go do some studying, but on surface level, yeah, I think they have. The, I think they have. The I think it's probably roster. between them and the Celtics. Yeah, 
I th- fully, I'd say it's fully healthy. I'd say it's pretty close. But like, but then you said what? What was the other question? Do they have enough to win a championship? Yeah, they, they had enough to win a championship before, bro. It's just like, no, can they? Can they? Like, do you believe yeah. that they can come out of the West and win? Yeah, I don't. I do. I don't. I do. I think they they always fold. I I mean, Paul George in the playoffs goes together. Paul George like, played great in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he played when he was by himself. Right. Well, he played so, one game when I went, uh, the one game that I went to with the fucking Mavs when he was in OKC, he played like dick. Right, but last year in the playoffs, when he had to be the guy, he was the guy. He's yeah. the reason that they even made it to the conference finals last year. Or the, um, no, that was the year before. Uh, they were playing good. Like, Paul George was playing good. I'd have to look at this. Every time I think of Paul George in the playoffs, I uh, besides besides Indiana, I get it. I besides get it. Indiana, Indiana, Paul George was different. But after, hold on, let me look it up real quick. Yes, they have enough, hundred percent. On paper, yes. I should have just looked at twenty-seven, five and four in one hundred and eight playoff games. That's pretty good. I would take twenty-seven, five and four. You'd have to give me the um, how how efficient he is. Yeah, but. 2019, he did not play great. People loved he him. Shoot, yeah, I mean, it's not ter- like it's not terrible. It's not. It's just not like jump out stats. It's 21, seven and four. That's that's good. That's really good. 20, it's not. It's not elite. Right. You know. I think they have enough. I wouldn't be surprised if they made yeah, it. Yeah, I think it depends on... It's not the Warriors, it, that's for sure. I think it depends on the the health of Kawhi. Um, Who's going to be the Kings? It's going to be the Suns. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The Suns are coming out of the way. Bro, but that's what the, that's the shit that, like, I mean, you want to say they're going to. But, like, how many times have we seen teams put together that are that are good and don't make you already, it? Wait, did you just say no to the Warriors? To the Warriors making it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no chance. Oh, okay, you're faded. Huh? You're faded. Bro, the war- you counted them out. We counted them out last year. I'm not doing it again. Fuck Dude, that. they might not even make the playoffs. No, they will. I'm I'm counting them out. Okay. I'm counting out the Warriors this year. I'm not doing it yet. Till they're completely out I'm, of the playoffs, I'm not doing it. I'm counting the Warriors out. Steph Curry still injured. Jordan Poole dropping 85 a game. Not doing it. Nah. You know how much I love Jordan Poole. All right. Let's move on. We're, we're about to get off of it. So we're about to go in a completely different direction. I knew we were going to. It was coming. What? From from Clippers add Russ to the Warriors. Warriors are, don't count the Warriors out. It went from the, because of the championship aspect of it. It's not really that far off. Back on topic, huh? Um, <laughs> things that I want to talk about that we we agreed. I should say. Um, okay. <laughs> what? Nothing. What? I didn't know I wasn't able to go off the fucking program. No, I was just saying we got we we have a lot to talk about. Do we not? Are you disagreeing with me? No, no, I'm saying that we we also said what we can get to. Uh, I know, but there's some things that are are only relevant right now. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that Warriors for an hour, dude. I would have gotten into a Warriors conversation for an I hour. I wouldn't though. have let you. I wouldn't have. I promise. Couple weeks until the World Baseball Classic, can anybody figure out why Nestor Cortez isn't pitching? Because he he said he was hurt, yet he throws every day at tra- at spring training. Anybody got any ideas? 
Uh, locked in like Aaron Judge. Yeah, he's locked in. Like ready, Aaron ready Judge. for a championship. They're they're focusing on winning a championship, and they uh, they don't care about their country. Nestor Cortez, because now that now the Team USA might need to go pick up Kobe Brickner as their fifth starter. Aaron Judge, I can see the headlines now. Aaron Judge, Nestor Cortez, anti-Americans. Oh yeah, doesn't don't want <laughs> doesn't want to play for their country. Um, Mike, I just don't Mike get Trout it. saves world. <laughs> It doesn't even have to be a big thing. I just don't. I don't get why Nestor Cortez doesn't want to pitch for our. It seems more like it doesn't want to, as opposed to a can't because he's throw, he's yucking every day at spring training. Like the Yankees are 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 putting out videos too, where you can see him pitching. So to me, it's like at least if if he, if he said he couldn't pitch, right, and then the Yankees straight away from from putting videos out of Nestor throwing bullpen. I'd be like, oh, all right, yeah, it makes sense. Nestor's hurt, but like from day one, like they showed him walking in the building and like tipping his hat, and they were like, all right, here we go. Like this is Nestor, he's back. Did he have a? Was he kind of injured at the end of the season last year with a? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He came out of the game early uh, in yep. the playoffs against the Guardians. So the the only thing that I can think of, Joe, is the fact that if he went to the World Baseball Classic, he would just kind of get thrown into it instead of working with the Yankees trainers every single day to go and throw bullpens at twenty. 20, 30, 40, and 50 pitches, right? To get some live BP where instead of being in a live game where you might not be able to get pulled out and say, okay, we can Fair. Just stop. Fair. Because if his if his arm isn't 100%, there might be stuff that they're also keeping from us and just not not completely coming out and telling us about. Is it a bad look, though? I don't personally I think, think it's so. a bad look. You, like if they, if, I think it's way worse of a look for Aaron Judge. Oh, it's, a bad, it's an awful look for Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge should have been out there. But he tries. But Nestor, to, he tries to cover his care. ass with Nestor. Nestor, no one's going to care, except for Yankees fans who are like, "Oh, because the Yankees are the the most coveted baseball team, and we have who going out? Kyle Higashioka representing the Yankees in the for Team USA. Glaber is Glaber playing? No. Well, he's not Team USA. If he is. no, no, no. <laughs> but like, I think we have like two guys going out in the World Baseball Classic. Oh yeah, like and, and and that's me being like. That's uh, also because your team is old as fucking dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Or completely. Like, who's representing the Yankees now? In the not World trying Be- to like take a dig at the Yankees, but like, is that not? We're true? gonna have the backup catcher <laughs> in the World Baseball Classic. Perfect. Yeah, just what I wanted to see. How old's Cole? Huh? Why isn't Cole doing it? Focused on winning a championship, I guess. If well, if they come up short, then I. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to tell you. It's been fourteen. Where's years. Where's Josh Donaldson? It's been fourteen years, and your lineup didn't get better. I don't know what 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 has gotten them into championship mode all of a sudden. Is it the great moves by Brian Cashman and uh, fucking Aaron Boat? Who else? <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> Josh Donaldson's better off playing blind and fucking bunting. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Hicks is better off going out there with a fucking fungo bat. <laughs> or uh, or you remember the junk ball bats? <laughs> <laughs> Give fucking Aaron Hicks a D Marini F. Here you go. Here you go. Two thirteen twenty twenty three. So that was eight days ago from when we're doing this podcast. Nestor Cortez Jr. is no longer pitching for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic per MLB Network. Nestor tweaked his hamstring, so it's injury. I don't know. It's a bad look. Tweaked hamstring. Uh, they just don't want to overdo it, and then. Be like, because you. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So we have Kyle Gashioka, Glaber Torres, and Jonathan Lewis. Would you rather 
Lazga will probably shove. But would you rather have Nestor Cortez not play, get ready for the season, uh, no, and be it. healthy for this championship run? Or would you rather him go and fully tear his fucking hammy and be out six months? And then we're really sitting here talking about you got Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt as your four and five. Which one would you rather have, Joe? Because I think it's pretty clear. I get it, but he, what's he going to throw in a, a, a game? What's it? What's it? Two weeks of baseball, and he's going to throw once. What's he going to do? Go out there and I mean, I, hypothetically, I get it, but like, what's he going to do? One Try. pitch is all it takes. Yeah, I don't know. You know, whatever. It it hamstrings. I don't. Anything I'm just trying leg, to figure out why. Anything legs with pitchers, arms with pitchers. I mean, if it's your back, eh, fucking send it. And then Clayton Kershaw. If you're fucking neck, Clayton yeah, Kershaw literally it. just said things didn't work out. It's your country. It's red, white, and blue. Isn't fucking Ken Griffey managing? How the hell is nothing working? <sighs> oh, man. I'm so confused. I don't know. This There's would all be better if Carmelo Anthony was back on the Knicks. All I know is, what was it? The, <laughs> what did she just say? <laughs> um, the Dominican Republic is now just easily going to win this. Is what I think we're coming to a conclusion to with, right? What? The Dominican Republic is easily going to win this now? <laughs> Not if Mike Trout has anything to say about it. Mike Trout wants this more than fucking the Yankees have 27 World Series. Mike Trout wants that. Yeah, because Mike Trout knows he's never going to win. That's right. right. <laughs> so that he's, he's, Mike Trout's going to hit 750 with a home run every other at-bat. I hope so. Yeah, I hope, he is. I hope we face fucking Israel and just put him in the dirt. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I just did. <laughs> uh, Not that I have anything against it. Well, we're going to get canceled, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's any country. If I said Venezuela, you know, everyone would be like, oh, that's fine. But God, get your mind out of the gutters, people. <laughs> fine. Fucking Venezuela. Give me Venezuela. I want fucking, uh, I want Joel Zamaya to return and get absolutely corked on by fucking Mike Trout. How about that? Is that better for you people? <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember Joel Zamaya? Sure do. Or Tiger. Speaking of the Tigers. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing it. So once a week, uh, until baseball season, we're going to rank one division in baseball. Last week, we said it was the NL Central was the worst. This week, the AL Central. Right? Because we went back and forth saying that it was going to be one or the other. Wow, that really took the life out of me, that laugh. Yeah, I'm lightheaded. Oh, I also didn't tell you. <laughs> real quick, I told Kobe. Sorry sorry to go way off track here, but I just <laughs> thought of it because it's making my headache even work now with how much we've been laughing today. I was uh, one of our guys at work spilled gear oil at work today. And I don't know if you guys, anybody knows what gear oil smells like. Imagine propane and gas fucked. All right? Just imagine that happened. And imagine that scent with you all day. You know, like when you're, when you know when you're just farting in your room? Like, consistently, and, like, eventually you just don't smell it because you're just sitting in your own stench. That's what happened today at work because of how bad the stench was. People were coming in like, are you guys fucking high off your ass? And I'm like, probably. I'm like, I can't even feel my face. Like, it was not a good spot. But, yeah. I don't even remember what the fuck. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. But I love it. But I love it. Uh All right. What are we talking about? Baseball? Yeah, so oh, quick NL, breakdown. Yeah, the NL, first of all, for the people, because I know a lot of people were saying, like, oh, NL Central, AL Central, AL Central could be worse. The NL Central to me has two bottom 28 teams. 
<laughs> right? The AL Central is like two bottom 25 teams. Right. Or 24 right. teams. So right. I, that's where it's like the top might be better, but the bottom is just, just a little it's bit worse. It's the whole division. Yeah. It's the whole, whole thing. It, it really is a coin flip. You can, you can spin it any way you want. But yeah, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, we'll just rank them real quick because you know we're staying we're staying on uh, on cue with with uh, five weeks till baseball, so we got to break down the fifth um, fifth division, which would be the AL Central, and the worst team in the AL Central, right, is the. Oh, in my opinion, yeah, uh, I think this year it's going to be the Kansas City Royals. Uh, it might come as a surprise. I, I do think the Tigers are going to be equally as dog shit. Um, but the Kansas City Royals don't have a lot of um young talent. They lost Andrew Benatendi. You brought in a guy in Araldis Chapman, which I I don't know what he's really going to bring to the table for you. Bobby Witt Jr. is a great hitter. Um, he I think he's going to be a star in this league. The one th- big question mark with him truly is his defense. He showed Gold Glove uh, caliber at times over there at short, and it might be a little bit of a transition. But there's he was tied for. Um, I think it was defensive runs allowed, or like defensive rating, pretty much, with his teammate MJ Melendez for the worst in the league. So um, there is a little bit to work on there, but just expect to see a lot of young guys coming out of the minors this year, getting a lot of opportunities. We know what Brady Singer is going to bring to the table for them. I think he's going to be an Ner- yeah. Really go ahead, say it. Ner- that's my nerfy guy. Yeah, no, I know. I know it's coming. Uh, but genuinely, a, a very good season last year. I think he'll. I think he'll continue on that track. I really like the way that he pitches. He has a really, really good dominant sinker. Um, MJ Melendez, like I just said, even though he's defensive woes, still a fucking powerhouse hitting catcher. Hard to find nowadays. If he can work on his defense a little bit, um, I think he can kind of go towards what Gary Sanchez was projected to be. After you know, he hit those first had that first crazy season, maybe not as hot as that, but you know, we expected Gary Sanchez to be a, a, a thriving home run hitting catcher in the league for a very long time. And that kind of fell off a cliff. Um, and another guy really to look for if he comes back healthy right now, he's currently injured. It's going to hinder his time in spring training and, and, and his opportunity, but drew waters. Okay. Drew Waters is a guy. He was a top 100 prospect for the Atlanta Braves. He's now on the Kansas City Royals. I really, really like him as a center fielder. Really like him as a as a player in general. He, hits, he, he can hit for power. He's a speed guy, good fielder. Um, really, really five tool guy that that stands out to me. And um, the only thing that's going to hinder him this year is he might not be fully healthy uh, for spring training. That could cause him to not get a starting role. So it's really going to be a case of you know how their outfield goes but with the way that this team hit last year i don't see many people you know staying in the lineup on a consistent basis all right so the fourth team i have no i have no analysis i don't know the al central the fourth worst team yeah that's why I, you know i sent it to you i just wanted to give you a little in case you wanted to throw in something that i missed or whatever and uh yeah the royals and the tigers fucking stink yeah that's what i got for you yeah i, I think it's just every you know I, I feel the right to give every team their due diligence yeah, and I, hey minutes. listen that's why that's why i leave that up to you um but yeah to the tigers i'll try and make it a little bit quicker uh they had one player hit above 250 last year uh i think that speaks for itself when I say that, Spencer uh, Spencer Torkelson had a very rough first year as a rookie. I hope that he bounces back. He, there, there was a lot of high praise for him coming into the league. Um, they had one starter under a 4 ERA, which was Eduardo Rodriguez, and he had a 399 
So not saying much there, and I believe they only had one reliever under a 3-5 ERA. Um, Gregory Soto's gone. Tariq Scoo- um, Sorry, Tarek. Where did Gregory Soto go? Uh, he went to the Phillies. <sighs> you know about Gregory Soto? Gregory. That dude's a fucking menace. Yeah. He, he might be. I'm, I'm calling it. I think he's the best closer in baseball this year. No. <laughs> he throws absolute no. cheddar. He's top 10. He's nasty. He's good. He's really good. He's really good. Give me him. But I'd take Yo. I'd take Duran over him. I'd take Diaz over him. I'd take Classe over him. I'd take Devin Williams. Just my over hot him. take. Just my hot take. Fair. Gregory Soto throws like 104. Fair. Does not. He throws hard. There's 98. He has like a 96 mile hour sinker. I have to do some research. Yeah. Gregory Soto, best best Gre- closer Gregory in baseball. Gregory Soto for lefty lefty. Hey, listen, I'm gonna shut the fuck up and let him talk baseball again. Why? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, no, I, I just know Gregory Soto's nasty. Gregory Soto is nasty. I'm not doubting that, but I think he's uh he's probably one of the better left-handed relievers that we have in the league. I will say that 100. percent Um, yeah, Tarek uh, Skubal, one of the bright spots for the Tigers last year, early on in the year. Um, had a great first couple months to start of the season. He ended up going out with a uh, with an injury, and he's due to miss a large part large part of the season. Um, I hope he gets well. He's fucking nasty. He's a re- another really good lefty that dots has a lot of has a five pitch mix with really good stuff. Um, I really like him as a starting pitcher. And then there's a couple prospects that I wanted people to look out for this year. Jace Jung, or as I will be calling him from now on, Jace Hung, um, Jackson Job, Ty Madden, Wilmer Flores, younger brother of Wilmer Flores. Um, the three guys besides Jace Jung, second baseman, middle infield guy. Um, the other three guys, Joe, Madden, Flores, all right-handed pitchers. This Tigers rotation is in absolute fucking shambles. You have a bunch of young guys. Go use it. See what you have. If you don't, rebuild again. Because right now, this rebuild, quote-unquote, has looked like dog shit. Jimer Candelario hit 210 last year. Fucking Spencer Torkelson hit 217. Riley Green was okay, but he's not... You know, stepping into a, to a leadoff guy's shoes that you want to see. Javi Baez has been a fucking disaster. Uh, figure it the fuck out, Tigers. That's all I got to say to finish that. Next up. This is where it gets dicey. I don't know. I think a lot of people are saying this is a Twins and a Guardians race. I know how mid the White Sox are. I know. I do. But the potential of this team every year on paper, because they had a lot of guys play under 100 games last season. We cannot forget that. Luis Robert, um, who else didn't really play that much for them last year? It was Luis Robert, um, Eloy Jimenez, Yon Mancada. Um, they really had a tough time staying healthy. Tim Anderson was another guy that played under 100 games. Uh, the biggest question for them, can Dylan Cease have another AL-type Ailside Young type season. Can he be as dominant as he was? We need bounce back years from Lance Lynn, uh, Giolito, and Mike Clevenger. I know that's asking a lot, but two of those three guys, I mean, all of those guys have had their time in the league where they have been very prominent pitchers. And I'm not saying they go, need to go out and be studs. They need to go out and be 3 1 to 3 5 ERA guys with 15 to with 12 to 15 wins for this team. And I think that they'll be okay. Um, you really got to hope, you know. Thoughts and prayers go out to obviously Liam Hendricks. He's one of the better relievers in the game. We hope that he comes back from cancer and, and he relieves quick. In that time, Garrett Crochet, um, Ronaldo Lopez, and Aaron Bummer, 
This is your time. Take over this fucking bullpen. You all have nasty shit. You're all young. Go and do what you need to do. This is your time to shine. Um, and, you know, hopefully they, with the addition of Andrew Benatendi in the outfield, that gives them a little bit more defense. It doesn't really, but it gives them a little bit more defense out there. Jose Abreu leaving. And, um, yeah, the biggest thing with this team this year is going to be injuries and how healthy they can stay. That's That's really the most you need to know. And if they stay healthy, I think that they will be a very, very, very good team. And then the best team? There's still two left. Oh, okay. The so 20... we put the White Sox. Yeah, I okay. think I think I put the White Sox at three um, just because of their inconsistency. Then I'll go to the Twins, the biggest team. Um, another team where I look at them and I say their health is the biggest thing. Uh, need a full year, Byron Buxton. Alex Kirilov is coming off <laughs> wrist injury. Uh, Carlos Correa's ankle. Kenta Maeda is returning from Tommy John. Uh, what can they really get out of Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and uh, Tyler Malley? That m- rotation is not anything to ride home about. It's a, three guys that are rotational pieces um, with Maeda coming off of a very, very tough surgery. So what can they do with this? They did acquire Pablo Lopez, who had a good se- had a very, very good season last year. It's one of those things where did he have a good season? Now people are going to figure him out. It's kind of a Dylan C situation. Um, that but they put a lot of pieces into it. They lose Arias on it. I still really, really like this lineup. Lost Geo too. Lost Geo as well. Off loss. Yeah, Geo's and, good. And like I said, John, uh, <laughs> Johan Duran, one of the best relievers, one of the nastiest relievers that we have in the game right now, is going to have to forefront that bullpen. And finally, finally, you got the Guardians. What did this team lack last year when you watched them in the playoffs? Yes, hitting power. Power. To be exactly specific. And who'd they go get? And they went and got two of the most inconsistent power hitters on the market. Perfect. Josh Bell and Mike Zanino. All right. They went and said, here are our fucking issues. Let's go solve them with mediocrity and hope that they come back to their prime form. Um, I think I don't think Josh Bell's mediocre. I think Mike Zanino is kind of past his prime. He's a 200 hitter. He might hit 25 home runs. Um, that's really all you can ask for from a catcher. You know what I mean? He's not the best defender. Uh, the biggest thing for me, though, you know what you're going to get out of Jose Ramirez. What are you going to get this year again out of Ahmed Rosario, Stephen Kwan, Andres Jimenez, and Josh Naylor? Those guys played out of their fucking skulls last year. Stephen Kwan started off as one of the hottest hitters in the league and continued that all the way through the season. I want to see it again. I want to see um, Andres Jimenez is one of my favorite second basemen in the game right now. I just love the way he plays. Um, Josh Naylor is a guy who was very up and down last year and Rosario finally found his footing on a team that wasn't named the Mets. So along with that Cy Young performance, we need from Shane Bieber if they want to compete, especially in the playoffs. And then you look at Tristan McKenzie and Cal Quantrill both had fantastic seasons last year, uh, especially Quantrill at home. Shout out our boy, Peter. Um, yeah, loves Cal Quantrill. Yeah. So I think that those guys definitely need to step up again. And that bullpen's deep, man. Don't sleep on that bullpen. We saw what they did to the Yankees uh, lineup last year. They kind of barely sniffed through them. It's deep. They have an insane closer at the back end of that bullpen, top two closer, in my opinion, in the MLB. So the Guardians, all you really need to do is hope that your guys who got you there last year can do the same thing this year and be as consistent as they were last year. What an analysis. Thank you. Not one that I could do. I really, uh, really tried to. Sorry if I bored anybody, but oh, I really no. tried to. Uh, Somebody will appreciate that. Hey, for that one person who does, 
I appreciate that. I'm gonna fuck you tonight. He appreciates it. <laughs> Two. So that's three. Thanks. Hey, who's the third? <laughs> Is that your cock? He appreciates it. Is that your cock fiber in your head? Huh? What? Yeah. NFL, right? Close out with a couple things. Uh, NFL-wise, Kobe just gave the great piece of information that the first MVP vote has been put out uh, for next football season. Um, and it was uh, that Kenny Galladay is going to win MVP um, <laughs> at plus, I, I think that's 100000 Yeah. So um, they said name a better way to spend $2. Shout out to BR Betting for that. Uh, but moving forward, right, just a couple of things. Really that was some housekeeping things. <laughs> Yeah. Um, some housekeeping things here, right? Mm-hmm. So Saquon Barkley, right? Considered to hit free agency. There's still a gap in negotiations. Uh, Giants aren't likely to pay Saquon more than $12.5 million, um, and have little interest. In, they want to sign him to a long-term deal, right? They don't want to have to put him on the franchise tag, A, because they want to do him better than that, and B, because they may have to do it to Daniel Jones if he keeps up his bullshit, which we'll get to in a second. Um, I I don't want to see him go, but I also know that we we had. I think it was was it me and you that had the conversation the other day about how many running backs make it that we had it on the radio and how many running backs truly make it good on their second contract, and we named him on one end, right? We I said give me three, and we struggled to get three. Oh, also, do you want to hear the? Um... Super Bowl winning running backs from 2009 to 2020. Yeah, how much they got paid. Uh, so 2009 was Pierre Thomas at 460. That's a saint, right? Yep, 460,000. Um, 2010 was James Starks at 320. Uh, 2011 was Ahmad Bradshaw at 1.5. Ray Rice in 2012 at 2. Um, Percy Harvin with the Seahawks. Two and a half million, LeGarrette Blunt, three out of the next four years, being a paid a total of about four million dollars with the Patriots twice and the Eagles once. The Broncos, we had CJ Anderson at 585k. The Patriots, Sony Michelle in 2018 at 480,000. The Chiefs with Damian Williams with one basically a million. Uh the Bucks in 2020 with Leonard Fournette. Then you had Cam Akers in 2021 and Isaiah Pacheco at around two uh, a million eight hundred ninety. So, the point of that is that although Saquon Barkley is a great, great football player, look at the history of football and look at who wins Super Bowls. You shouldn't pay your running back, kids, and that's that's the lesson that we should learn from this. Is that you can get as much as you, but I, I mean. No, there's there's no excuse to be made. There's so really no here, excuse. here's what I'll say to all to that as well. You also go and look at the Super Bowl quarterback winning winning players of those teams: Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, the odd one out, and Nick Foles. Pat or, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, um, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. I mean, there's maybe one name on there that I could sit here and say Daniel Jones is as good as, right? Was that Joe Flacco or Eli Manning? I would say in their prime, that would be probably Nick Foles. There you go. I mean, you could probably argue. I mean, Joe Flacco in his prime was pretty good. Pretty fucking good. And and not to say 
and this isn't a disrespect thing on Daniel Jones because I have sat here and I have said that Daniel Jones got better. Do I think he's worth forty five million though? No, no, he's not. He's worth thirty to thirty five at best in this market for right two, now. two or three years. Yes, and, and now you put yourself in a position where you know the the franchise tag doesn't really help either of you. It doesn't help the Giants, and it doesn't help Daniel Jones, and, and they're not going to want to. Put Saquon on the franchise tag. They want this to stay with Daniel Jones at 30 to 35 so they can go make moves. They still have some cap space and they can go out and get a, a you know an offensive playmaker that they need that they think can put them over the top. And if they if they give Daniel Jones 45, they're fucked. If the, it, here's 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 where I'll say what I'll say. Giants. Blow it up. Start fresh. Wow. It's not a. It's not an awful thing, right? You have all the found. You had the foundation on defense, right? You're not paying anybody on defense yet. Why not, right? You have the coach. You have the GM. You have the picks. You can get more picks. Do it. Blow it up. Get rid of the baggage, right? Those guys are. They're young still, but they're still. I mean, it's their baggage at this point, right? Jones has been around. He was a 2018 pick. Right? And Saquon was 2019. No, Saquon was 2018. Jones was 2017, I believe. Oh, Barkley came in before Jones. Really? Mm-hmm. Jones was 2019? Yeah, I can double check. Yeah, double check that for me. Who Jones? Huh? Who Jones? Daniel Jones. Oh. I got lost. <laughs> I thought you were talking about running backs. That's no, why I was no, confused. No, no, no. I was like, Aaron Jones? No, but. 2019, well, yeah. Daniel Jones, 2019. Saquon was 2018. Okay. Yeah. Blow it up. Saquon played with... Dude, dude, I hate to say it. Yeah. If you sign Saquon Barkley to a long-term deal, you're getting more bad than good. You know who you're Argue like? with me about it. You know who you're going to be Somebody. like? Somebody. It's going to be like the... Uh, this is going to be like the Cowboys. I was going to say the Browns. I think... Yeah, I think the Cowboys just because Zeke was performing just as well as Saquon when he got paid. And look what happened. Now and now Saquon now the only thing that I can even like get behind as far as why I would sign Saquon to another contract is that he was injured really for two years. And those were two years that he didn't use his legs, so he doesn't have that mileage on him. That's the only thing. That's all I got. That's all I got. It, it's a really tough situation. I, I don't know what I would do if I if, I'm glad I'm not in the Giants GM's position right now. Dude, that's all I can say. So it's actually really easy, bro. I, I don't think it is because you set your number. As much it, as much as you think it's easy, I don't think it's easy for fans. Because for fans oh, to hear this right sure. now, they don't want to hear that their team is going to be, be rebuilding again when they just had two top ten draft picks. That's that's not what you want to hear. You thought that you were going to go get two picks that were going to put you over the edge in a couple of years, and now you're saying, okay, well, guess what? Daniel Jones isn't you know, what we need or, or what we can win a championship with. Saquon Barkley, running backs are, are washed. We don't need to pay that guy. So now what do you go do? Like, what do you fucking bring in uh, Davis Mills and bring back Arian Foster? I Dude, I would fully support the Giants trying to make a trade or sign a quarterback and draft a running back. Not even high. Give me a third-round pick running back, but bro. The pro- He's going to produce at a at a good enough level. The problem with that, though, for me, would have been why the fuck didn't you go trade and get assets for Saquon and DJ? 
If you knew that this was the route you were going to take. You also didn't think that what? they were going to ask for fucking that much money, bro. Saquon's not asking for a lot. Saquon's asking for over the average of what he should be. How? He's aver- he's asking to be the highest paid running back. Not the, not even the highest rate paid running back. When he's a top five running back. It's... Daniel Jones is asking for too much. I'll agree with you there. Saquon Barkley deserves to get his back. I'm sorry. I don't care where it is. Someone's going to give it to him. It. He's not going to get it with the Giants. I, that's fine. If I'm him, I'm, I'm saying I was willing to sit here and say I wanted to be here for the rest of my career, and I was even willing to probably ask for 2 to $3 million less than what any other team in the NFL would give me. So that well, way— yeah, he's asking for like 15 mil, and the Giants said they'd offer him twelve. And he still won't take it. But that's seven mil less than what he should be getting, is my point. What do you mean? 15 and 12. 15 no, no. Is- what he should be getting is 19. He should be getting 18, 19 million dollars. Same thing as what, because the, the market just keeps moving. The market keeps moving. The bottom tier, not the bottom tier guys, but the guys who haven't gotten paid yet because well, McCaffrey's of the, rookies, the top and he's 16 mil. Yeah. And I'm, th- I'm saying that he should reset, the, reset it. What's Patrick Holmes at right now? Well, uh, Pat, we're talking about we're talking about running backs. Stay on running backs. I'm no, I have a point to what I'm saying. He does have a point. I do. <laughs> That's why he's got a point, baby. But I, because you're telling me to stay on track, and I'm telling you, I, I've, no, I'm there, not saying stay on track. But, but running backs, the, the running back market is the running back market, and the quarterback market is the quarterback market. But there's something that that correlates, is what I'm saying. What money going up? Th- yes. The fact that every time to- Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and all those guys still have to get paid. It's the same thing with running backs. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and the younger guys of the running backs are going to reset the markets. That's what Daniel Jones is trying to do because they broke the market last year with fucking Deshaun Watson. I just and Kyler Murray and fucking whoever else is making forty five million dollars a year. That's the same amount of money I'm pretty sure as Patrick Mahomes. What's he making? Forty six. I don't know. I know all I know is that you'd have to you'd have to really bargain with me to get me to to have Saquon Barkley get paid more than Derrick Henry. That no, Derrick Henry's thirty years of age. He's gonna go down in touches and 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 production this year. A thousand percent. Right, if but you they, ha- if but you're they didn't, that, just, they didn't it, just pay Derrick Henry. But you're saying to pay Derrick Henry this year. That's what you just said. No, I'm saying Derrick Henry this coming year is getting paid $12 million on his contract. But and, that's because but it was of, a lengthy contract. When, and when did he sign it? Probably three years ago. How long has he been with the Titans? Derrick Henry signed yeah. his contract. Uh, he signed a four-year, $50 million contract. And he signed through next season. Yeah, nope. so it was probably, what, 2019? Is my point. The market is so, dude, the point, market point is, being is Saquon doesn't doesn't he if he wants to go get that money, he's not getting it with the Giants. That's what, what, I, we but what I'm saying that. is that he's all my the whole thing about me is I'm saying that the that Saquon could have gone and went and asked for eighteen to nineteen million dollars, and I guarantee you someone out there would have given it to him. He said, You know what? Okay, fine. I'll reason with you guys. I'll go right in between what you guys want and what I want, and I'll stay with you. Because I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to take a few do- million dollars pay cut. I, I'm I'm trusting you guys in the fact that maybe towards the end of my career you'll bring me back as a veteran, keep me as a backup, and you'll give me you know more than a veteran minimum for what I did for you, and we'll it will even up down the road type thing. And the Giants said, Nah, we just want to give you twelve million this year. I don't think I, I just don't. I think Giants fans are more set on Brian Dable 
and the fact that he's our coach, then Daniel Jones can take one. But you're, you're I have more work. hope that those like I don't care who comes in next year. I think that I trust the GMs to do whatever they're going to do. But well, let's say this: what happens if what happens if Brian, what happens if they blow it up? Brian Dable goes wins five games in the, in five games each of the next three years. Are we switching the mantra that he's a good coach? Yeah, absolutely. But we're but, but that's because but they blew it up and gave him nothing to fucking work with. So what are we talking about? If they're if they're more worried about Brian Dable being their head coach, why would they do that when they're giving up two of their players that even got helped them they get to get, a nine and seven? But they're giving up a, a it's a poo poo roster anyway. Like it's not like we're talking about a good roster anyway. It's a team that beat a thirteen and three Minnesota Vikings team last year and lost to a team that lost in the Super Bowl by three points. That's a that's a fancy way to put it. It's the truth. You know, I, I, I don't think that this Giants team can win a championship team, but for them to blow it up and possibly lose Brian Dable along with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Well, they're not, not going to lose Brian Dable. If they give up Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, they have no quarterback, no receivers, no running back, an okay defense. What are they, They're going to be a bottom three team and have a top five draft pick next year or the year after, I'm saying. And they're going to let Brian Dable Build on him like they like they let him do it in Buffalo with Josh Allen, and they're going to say the same thing because Daniel Jones got better under Dable too. So they're going to bring in the next quarterback, and the next one's going to be like they're going to say the same thing. They're going to say, "Okay, Dable, let's see what you can do with him." The same way they they did it with Allen and Jones. I don't know. I think the quarterback market's decent right now, where they could go and get somebody and then bring in enough, for cheaper than Daniel Jones. You can probably go in and if for if Daniel Jones getting forty five million, Derek Carr ain't getting that much. Aaron Rodgers might not get that much. There, there's other guys. Jimmy hey. G, Jimmy G ain't getting that much. There's other suitable quarterbacks that you could go and get. I don't think you have to completely blow it up. I think you could possibly go and try and build around a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. Or Derek Carr, bring back Saquon Barkley for the money that he wants at $15 million. Then you go out and you have a ton of money to spend. Uh, not a ton, but you have enough money to go and get one or two receivers to give yourself some receiver core depth and go get a guy or two on defense and make a trade. For a guy like Jalen Ramsey or Aaron Donald, who the Rams are probably going to be shopping this season, this offseason. That, to me, sounds a whole fuck of a lot better and, and just... Better for Giants fans' mentality in general because I know that they don't like losing and they're, they've they already been sick of it because this is the first time they've been to the playoffs since 2016. Hey, what if I told you? I'll give you the words first ballot. Yeah? What if I told you that the Jets... The Jets are so fucking stupid sometimes. ...told Derek Carr that a Super Bowl win in New York would cash his ticket to Canton. No, it wouldn't. Final question. Before we close out the pod, does a Super Bowl win make Derek Carr a Hall of Famer? No. No. Maybe because it's with the Jets, but he would have to literally go. Derek Carr's never been a Hall of Famer. No. He never will be. He would have to go. He would literally have to go fucking nuclear. He would have to have like four Patrick. Derek Carr's been a good quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He would have to have. Not a great quarterback. No, but he would have to have four Patrick Mahomes type seasons for him to even have a chance and win a super and win a Super Bowl to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And moment. have a pair of balls that dragged across the fucking MetLife Stadium every Sunday. That's not wrong either. Because <laughs> uh, he doesn't have any right now. His so be, his best attribute is fucking skills challenges in the in the Pro Bowl. Do the do the do the Jets wait for Aaron Rodgers retreat or is Derek Carr the next Jets quarterback? Uh so here's what I'll say. I read something today that really said that 
Derek Carr is going to give his due diligence to a lot of other teams. He's already he wants met, to play for he's the met, Jets. He's met with the Saints. The Jets were his second team. He's going to meet with probably four or five other teams. I don't think Rodgers is going to be gone that long. I don't know how fucking long it is. He's tripping balls right now in the woods. I, I mean, at this point, they have three. No, I'm going to say that the Jets have four options. Oh, 100%. They have Jimmy G. They have Derek Carr. They have Aaron Rodgers. And they have Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Hundred percent, and I think with the news coming out today of Lamar, you know, kind of tweeting, doing what he did, what he likes to do best, and uh, basically saying he wants to fucking blow it up out of there, and isn't very happy with the situation that he has with the Ravens. The Ravens' best time to trade Lamar would be right now. Oh yeah, and I don't know if the Jets can offer the best package out of teams available, um, but I think that they're definitely a team that should be 100% giving them a call and saying, why the fuck not? So for this week, right, we'll play this every week until the Jets have their quarterback. Who's your prediction on who the next Jets quarterback is going to be? Right now? Right now, I'll go with Derek Carr. If they're, if they're fucking sucking a schlong that hard right now, I don't even want to know what, the me- what they're going to be doing when the media is saying that Derek Carr is worse than Daniel Jones ever was in New York. Kids, Derek Carr is going to be the next quarterback in the New York Jets. Kobe, you want to give your prediction? I don't really have one. You have no idea. That, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a salty uh, Dolphins fan. Yeah. Former Jets fan. Former Jets fan. They'll never get it right with quarterbacks unless Lamar Jackson is in green. They're not going to get it right. Come on, Mark Sanchez, Brett Favre, Chad Pennington, Geno Smith, Geno Smith, look at, look at Josh McCown. I can just count the rings. Joe Flacco. I don't know. Was Mark Brunel? <laughs> Did you say Zach Wilson? <laughs> Zach Wilson, Jesus fuck. Yeah, they'll probably go trade up for Will Levis this, in the draft if they don't if they miss out on everybody. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um, I got nothing else in me. I don't think so. I don't even remember what the fuck else we put down. To be honest, we can cover anything else in the weeks to come. Uh, I did want to talk about forcing trades, but we can. We can touch on that another time because that's a very long conversation that I want to have. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for listening. If you made it this far and uh, download this, rate it, subscribe to it. We're one step closer to being in the garage for the pod. Sexual. Table's about to be done. So that's step one. It's about to be done and delivered next week or two. And then it's springtime. And it's on. Well. In in fucking New York, it's not springtime. It's just straight to summer. Perfect. Even better. But uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, And uh, as always, make sure. Never forget. You always let the fun days roll.